Welcome to the Doc Washburn Show. This is episode 150, and it is Thursday, May the 12th. And man, we are so thankful to have you here today. And uh, again, I'm Donnie Copeland sitting in for Doc Washburn, who is on the campaign trail. Uh, won't be long now that we'll be about two weeks out to the primary. And uh, so, or a little less than two weeks. And uh, so, you'll be able to hear Doc sooner than later. And uh, again, I appreciate you, uh, as always, uh, joining us. We had one of our largest download days we've had in a long, long time. And uh, I credit that to Doc being out there on the trail, telling people about the podcast, about the show. And uh, then you're faithful listening. So very, very thankful for it. Uh, a lot of stuff in the news uh, today that we're going to talk about. And uh, want to uh, start off with a story, and I think sometimes we sensationalize uh, things that are terrible tragedies, uh, but yet at the same time you can't, I don't think you can hardly dismiss the uh, extreme coincidence, uh, if you want to call it coincidence, and that is the untimely death of a local, very prominent businessman here, here in Arkansas, by the name of Mark Middleton. Uh, Mark uh, ran a huge HVAC or uh, uh, a air conditioning uh, company here in Arkansas, probably the largest or one of the largest here, called Middleton Heat and Air. And he, he started that company. Also, he was the primary uh, manager partner of a uh, a investment firm uh, out in one of the suburbs of Benton, Arkansas, and it's uh, Saline County, one of the, is the stronghold of central Arkansas as far as conservative voters, um, and he himself was a huge Democrat, huge supporter of Bill Clinton, served as a special advisor to Bill Clinton, um, yeah, had back in Clinton's day, had quite a, uh, quite a, I guess, uh, eventful tenure there at the White House. He was in and out of there a lot. I think he was even there permanently some, if I remember right. Uh, and then after he left the White House as special advisor to come back to Arkansas, he, um, it, and this is really strange because they ended up um, doing an investigation. The White House, when the FBI wasn't, um, you know, it was the White House. And if you go back and you look at that, it's very curious, the terminology. It wasn't the Capitol Police. It wasn't the FBI. It wasn't the uh, Secret Service. It was the White House that performed an investigation uh, and found him to trade uh, his influence and his access to the White House and, and to Clinton uh, for his own business purposes. So he was trading, allegedly, he was trading uh, access to Clinton and to the White House in exchange for business for his investment firm and his uh, other businesses. So, uh, and again, that was alleged. And so I, I haven't heard, and I'm going to dig into it a little bit. Uh, I know some people that knows him. In fact, my neighbor, uh, he's just a few doors down from me, uh, uh, what is a, still to this day a huge uh Friend, longtime friend. They grew up in Hot Springs together, uh, friend of Bill Clinton's. And so I hadn't seen him in a while. 
Uh, and you know, he knows I'm, I'm conservative and he's ultra liberal, but we talk and, um, I, I thought I would ask him, you know, just, uh, some about, uh, Mark Middleton. So, uh, sad day for that family, but here's the, here's the fascinating part of that story. Uh, and, and I, and I don't, I don't report this with any glee or whatsoever because I think about regardless of what I think about their politics or how deplorable, uh, their actions were or whatever. Uh, and, and what I'm going to get into here, uh, seemingly, uh, could be, could be pretty, pretty, um, uh, suspect. Let's just say, put it that way. But, uh, he allegedly, and this is reported by several outlets, to, uh, yesterday, I believe, uh, Milton passed away over the weekend. I believe it was Saturday or Sunday. He passed away only 59 years of age and by all accounts in perfect health. Um, and uh, just suddenly uh, died uh, over the weekend. They still haven't released the cause or anything like that. But um, the interesting thing is um, that um, uh, one is all the uh, all the deaths surrounding the Clintons. The second is is that uh, he is said to be, and this is not. I'm not reporting this. I'm repeating this uh, from several outlets, including like the Globe and the Sun, and uh, I think even the New York Times, uh, and certainly the New York Post uh, have all reported this uh, that Mark Milton was actually responsible for introducing uh, Epstein to Clinton. And brought Epstein to the White House 17, up to 17 times according to White House, uh, logs. So, uh, and, and was, uh, allegedly and supposedly wrote on the Lolita Express, uh, with Epstein, uh, numerous times. So, uh, there's, there's definitely some, some history there. Uh, so it's a, it's a story to watch and it's kind of, um, uh, a little more interesting probably for our Arkansas audience and for, uh, me personally because, uh, the Milton name is, is real strong here. And, and quite honestly, I've, I've been here since 20, uh, since 2002 and had no idea that Mark Milton, I, I you know, I know the business of Cedar Trucks running around, uh, the greater Little Rock area everywhere had no idea that Mark Milton was, and a lot of people would know that, but I, I just, I, I missed that. I didn't see it that Mark Milton was, um, very connected to, uh, Bill Clinton. And then I certainly didn't know that he was connected to Jeffrey Epstein, which is pretty disturbing. Um, and so, uh, with, with that also, uh, I found something I was thinking about this today is, uh, you know, there was another guy uh, by the name of Bill Guatney. Some of you may remember that name. Uh, they're pretty prominent in the Jacksonville, which is a small suburb uh, uh, just beyond North Little Rock where we live, uh, which is, you know, just on the other side of the river from Little Rock. And then on out toward uh, the country is uh, a little town, 20,000, 30,000, called Jacksonville, Arkansas. And uh, they own several car dealerships and may have some others, uh, but I know they've got at least one or two car dealerships uh, in that area. There was a guy by the name of Bill Guatney, and he also was a very close friend of Bill Clinton's. And uh, they were, I think, about the same age. Um, Guatney may have been 
more Mark Middleton's age, but Mark Middleton, Bill Guatney, uh, Bill Guatney was actually uh, elected to be the chairman of the Democratic Party, and uh, he was a close uh, confidant and so forth. I don't know that he ever worked in the White House, but he was certainly very involved in Democrat politics here. Well, uh, I guess this has been, uh, let me look it up here real quick. Uh, it's been, I, I'm going to guess, about 10, 10, 12 years ago uh, that uh, he was, uh, Bill Guatney was in his office at the, uh, down on uh, 6th Street is where the Republican Party uh, headquarters are. And, uh, and, and then right across the street or one street over uh, is the Democratic Party. And uh, so, yeah, he passed away in, in uh, 2008 was when he passed away. So it was 14 years ago, a little longer than I had anticipated. But Bill Guatney was, uh, how was Guatney when he passed away? Say so he was born in, um, um, let's see here. Um, oh, let's see. Yeah, down to that. He was 48, 48 when he passed away. Uh, born in 69, so he was quite a bit younger than, than me. So he would have been exactly, uh, just about exactly the age of, uh, of Mark Middleton. So they were very, very close in age and, and, and so forth. So, um, I- anyway, uh, reason I say that is, uh, what he would have been 60, yeah, and Mark Middleton, uh, it was 59. Um, so a gunman walks into the Democratic uh, headquarters. I think it's a couple of blocks over now that I think about it. Uh, the RPA is on six and then a couple of streets over. It's all right there by the Capitol. And a gunman walks into the Democratic uh, Party headquarters and starts shooting and shoots and kills Bill Guatney. Uh, and I don't remember if anybody else was injured or not. He gets in his car. They, they go on a chase. They chase him south of Little Rock toward Pine Bluff. Uh, he runs off the road. The state police, uh, track him down. And before they can, uh, arrest him, he shoots himself and kills himself. Uh, and it sounds a lot like, um, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald shooting JFK. Jack Ruby shooting Leo Harvey Oswald and then, um, you know, Jack Ruby, uh, I believe dying of some mysterious something. If, if I remember right, uh, that's, that's kind of cloudy, but, but some of you history buffs will know more about that. Uh, it, by the way, if you've not had a chance to go to the, uh, to the, uh, museum, uh, in Dallas, uh, it is, it is pretty fascinating. Uh, the book depository museum is, is, is actually very fascinating. Uh, my wife and I also went to the JFK museum in Boston and that was because we like to visit, uh, all the, uh, presidential libraries, uh, are most, there's some I wouldn't go to, but, uh, some that, you know, have some historical significance that I can actually stomach. And we've been to, I think seven or eight, uh, and only a couple of Democrats, but you know, they were, Back when the Democrat would make a good rhino Republican nowadays. But be that as it may, what I want to go back to is this whole Mark Middleton, uh, Bill Guatney, but that list is so long of, uh, people dying untimely deaths that are connected to 
the uh, the Clintons. Uh, and, and interesting enough, they never proved there was anything. They never found anything. It's kind of like the story just went away, quite honestly. And uh, there was maybe some letters that the guy had written. I'm talking about the guy that shot Bill Guatney. Um but there was really no, there was never any real closure. Uh, there was never real, any real explanations to why uh, he did something just so inexplicable. Uh, and, you know, it would be one thing if it were. Uh, now, Mark Milton, you know, I mean, anybody 59 or 49 can uh, have a heart attack or, you know, die of something. And, and you know, we can make a big deal out of it and not be. Um, as far as conspiracy theory would be. But uh, when you have had so many people that have died uh, surrounding the Clintons, it just causes pause. And it's usually people that have intimate uh, or firsthand knowledge of their actions and, and uh, you know, their finances or, or whatever else. Um, so it would be fascinating with Mark Milton's passing if this mid-cap, uh, I believe it's called mid-cap, um, the the uh, investment firm that he owned, uh, if if there's any connection there. I, I don't know. I don't know, and not not even saying that there is. Uh, again, I'm just simply because of all the people that have died, whether it be Vince Foster and and man, I, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't sit here and list uh, the the list of people. And the circumstances uh, that uh, are surrounding this. Seth Rich comes to mind, um, and Bill Guatney certainly uh, was just so mysterious. It was just one of those deaths that's like th- that. That makes no sense. Now, does things like that happen? Absolutely. Are there, you know, things that happen where, uh, you know, just some crazed individual? Uh, but that's that's not that's not. Uh, typical. That's not the everyday. Uh, and, and that was in the days before the RPA or the, the Democratic Party here had security and had locked doors. It was a different day, even though it was just, uh, what, 12 years ago. Uh, but be that as it may, again, there was, after they did the investigation, there was no real explanation. Uh, and you, you have to file it with all these other uh, other situations that happen with the Clintons. And I'm not a big, huge conspiracy person, uh, typically, uh, but, you know, when it's time after time after time after time, uh, then when, uh, someone, uh, of, of the stature and, and health of, of Mark, uh, Middleton passes, you know, unless he had some, uh, uh, malady or disease that the family were, was not announcing, and they certainly have that right. Um, and so the only thing that I have to go on, I have zero to uh, to ascribe this to, is all the other people in uh, the Clinton circle. Uh, and and the other, I think, really big one is that he is connected to uh, Epstein. And so uh, it would be fascinating to find out if they're uh, – if there are any motions or movement toward finding out more about uh, Maxwell and about Epstein. And uh, here's a question. Was Mark Milton on one of those uh, maybe list uh, to, uh, to to subpoena him or to request information from him? I don't know that to be true, uh, but just fascinating to 
to find out for sure. Um, what I want to get into today is, you know, we, we know well, uh, Steve Bannon has a, uh, and by the way, I'm Donnie Copeland. I'm sitting in for Dot Washburn. This is the Dot Washburn Show. This is episode 150. It is Thursday, May the 12th, and we're so thankful to have you. Thank you for being a part of this. Uh, we, we all are very much aware that the, uh, that, that DC is the swamp, you know, and Trump, uh, chronicled that quite well. Um, but Steve Bannon says something about the administrative state, i.e. the swamp. And, and he said, you know, you could cut off the head of every department head, every agency head, and you could fire every agency head and it would still be corrupt because now, because of how long it's been going on, the administrative state uh, is, is, is systemically corrupt. It's not just corrupt at the head, it's corrupt all the way through. And so, uh, there is a reckoning and there is a, uh, cleansing and there is a, uh, table turning that needs to happen in Washington DC, uh, that, uh, I don't know of anybody else in the world, uh, and, and God rest his soul and, and, uh, there's no one. In fact, in my office, I have three presidents. It's Coolidge, Reagan, uh, I have four. I have Coolidge, Reagan, uh, and, um, uh, Abraham Lincoln in my really nice curio cabinet with all my political memorabilia. And then I have one massive picture. Uh, you may see it on my Twitter. If you'll go to at Donnie Copeland on Twitter, you'll see that picture. My granddaughter's stand, standing in a chair and, uh, President Trump's got his head down and, uh, and there's a, there's a, ray of light shine on his hand and she thinks that there's something wrong with his hand. She's only two. And so she's she calls him Papa Trump and she says, Papa Trump hand and I said, No baby, his hand's fine and Papa Trump's hand and she keeps on talking about his hand. She thinks it's hurt, but he's got his head bowed, kind of reflective like and she keeps saying, Papa's sad and uh and Papa's hands hurt Papa Trump's hands hurt. And, uh, so, uh, I digress. I'm talking about grandkids here, but the, uh, you know, the, the four most to me, uh, presidents to, to look up to, uh, in, in order, uh, would be, you know, President Trump, probably, uh, President Reagan, uh, Lincoln and Coolidge, uh, are in some order. I, I won't say exactly order, but, but be that as it may, um, Still, I don't think that Ronald Reagan, maybe Abraham Lincoln because of his experience, what he went through. I don't think Calvin Coolidge. I think the only two men in history besides Jesus Christ that could navigate the, the, the swamp that we're looking at and the degree and the depth of, of corruption and dishonesty and graft and every other adjective known to man uh, that exists in the administrative state, both in the federal government and in the states, uh, the only two men that I think could tackle it and would be willing to tackle it is Donald J. Trump uh, and perhaps Abraham Lincoln are the only two uh, because uh, it is so systemically corrupt and rotten. And if you'll notice for four years, it was the administrative state that was constantly uh, shooting uh, figuratively at President Trump and doing their best to bring him down uh, because that's what they're all about. They're all about 
sustaining. They're all about status quo. They're all about, all about, uh, you know, keeping everything going. Someone tweeted this out the other day and I thought it was fascinating and it goes back to the, the swamp and it goes back to the systemic corruption. It said no matter how bad things are, it doesn't matter how desperate the situations are in America. No one can afford gas. We can't find baby formula. You know, uh, we got supply ships sitting out in, on the uh, West Coast, uh, out in the Pacific. And, uh, you know, and, and things are just a total and complete mess. But hey, somehow, some way, we found two billion dollars to send to Ukraine. And the person said, whoever it was, I'll try to find that if I think about it and give them credit. But they said, you know, no matter what's going on, we can always scrape up two billion dollars, uh, to get a war started. And that's absolutely true. Why, why is that? Uh, why would that be? It's because uh, if they can get a war store started, then they can, uh, the, the consultants and all the manufacturers of war ink, uh, can get cranked back up and they can make their money. Uh, and that's, that's exactly what is going on. Uh, but, uh, we're, we're going to talk about the swamp today, but I'm going to tell you there, there is a king of the swamp that is the king of kings when it comes to, uh, the swamp and it is the FBI. And I'm going to explain to you why uh, today, because um, the the FBI is uh, deplorable is not even a good word. Deplorable is not even it, it is corrupt. I, and, and I talk about this probably every other show just because I'm just so enamored by the corruption. We, we had a case here. Not long ago here, here in Arkansas, I say not long ago, it's been several years now, but it's been ongoing and it's still going on. They're still holding trials, but it was some political corruption. It was Republicans. Uh, and I happen to know some of those guys quite well. And, and the guys that were actually the most corrupt walked that nothing happened to them. And they know everybody knows. Uh, but, but you know, there was a couple of guys. One guy was very involved. But he ends up taking the fall for all the rest of them. And, uh, and they, you know, they make, they make him, or they're trying their best to make him the fall guy. But there's some new revelation about the FBI. I mean, we knew it was corrupt and we kept saying that the FBI was corrupt at the head. You know, we heard that over and over. The FBI is corrupt, uh, at the, at the top levels. And we saw, you know, uh, Strzok and, and, uh, and McCabe and, and they're just, they're just, Grime, just grimy, filthy, corrupt. Uh, and, 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 you know, they're enjoying their pensions. They're writing their books. Nothing happened to them. They lied. They, they forged. They, that they, uh, filed false reports. Uh, you know, they, they did, uh, it was prosecure, uh, prosecutor, prosecutorial, thank you, prosecutorial, uh, uh, misbehavior on and on, uh, and nothing happened to them. Uh, but this new revelation is even worse. We're going to talk about it right when we come back. Give us just a moment. You try to buy a car recently, realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. 
Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live. RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year, and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who've been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton, make sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt on the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. All right. I uh, hope you got your coffee there. Uh, I just poured me a big cup. And uh, I don't know, are you this way? I, I love, uh, I'm real picky about the cups I drink out of. I like uh, big, heavy cups. Uh, and and then, then there's some big, heavy cups I don't really like. It's just got to have that right feel to it. I, I guess it would be like a, you know, a pistol that you just, just feels good in your hand. I'm kind of like that way about my, my coffee. And coffee tastes better when it's in a good cup. Uh so anyway, I don't know how I got up on that. Uh, you know, we don't really have enough time to even talk about the level of corruption in the FBI. Uh, and, and I think as Americans, we are so, I say this, I say that we're so busy. Um, is it that we're busy or is it that we're just, we don't want to really want to think about it? Um, we don't want to dwell on it. We just, we're, we're, you know, Americans are super resilient. We have been through so much. And, and I, know, I know there's a lot of countries that have been through a lot more than we have, but we're just very optimistic. We're very resilient. We, we also, I think one of the big things is we always assume the best about people. 
until we know otherwise. And I think that works for us. I don't think that's a bad thing whatsoever. But um, what I'm thinking about, and, and, and that's not what I'm going to talk about tonight with the FBI, because I want to explore, I want you and I to explore. Uh, you can hit me up at copeland.donnie, G-O-C-O-P-E-L-A-N-D dot Donnie, D-O-N-N-I-E, copeland.donnie at gmail.com. Drop me an email. I'll be happy to uh, interact with you also at Twitter, uh, Donnie Copeland, uh, Truth Social. Uh, all the socials, you look me up. But um, I think about, and you may have some that you're thinking about, but Ruby Ridge, Waco, Las Vegas. Las Vegas, go back and look at Las Vegas. And he, here's here's something not only do I, 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 uh, I, I totally and completely uh, blame the, the FBI. Um Plus a lot of these, uh, 9-11. I mean, we knew, we knew what was going on with these guys. We knew what they were doing. We were tracking them. How many of these, the, uh, cartoon shooting in Dallas, uh, actually in Garland, which suburb of Dallas, uh, at the convention center there? How many of these, and we hear it over and over again, the FBI saying, oh, we were tracking that guy. We had him on our list and we took him off of our list. Uh, but Las Vegas of all, you know, I don't, I can't say one of these is worse than the other one. They're all just horrible, but I, I really believe, you know, I've not been to Quantico. I've, I've not been to, uh, to, to, uh, you know, criminology, uh, school. Uh, I, I don't have a degree in criminology, but I, I really believe that you could all send me an email tonight. And I could, I could pick, or, or one of y'all pick, uh, ten of us randomly, uh, and, and I, and I guarantee you, and if we had the same information the FBI has, I believe we could do at least as good a job, but I, I, I firmly believe that we could do a markedly better job, because I think it's just so corrupt. I think it's just, it's, and, and it just seems like, I, I don't know, sometimes I think, well, you know, you're, you're being too hard. You know, I got off the, sh- the show yesterday and I was like, man, was I, you know, was I too hard on GOP about being do nothing? And I'm like, then I, then the question, you know, came to my mind, well, what have they done? Nothing. And so, no, I'm not being too hard. Do something. Um, and so I look at the FBI and I think, well, and, and, and people will say, and I'm, I'm not saying it's not a, it's not a valid argument. It's not something that we shouldn't explore, but okay. Let's say, well, they've got a really hard job. Okay. I, I, I get that. Uh, but your job's hard too, right? And you do it. Um, and it's not like they don't have the resources. It's not like they're having to cut, you know, cut their budget. They don't, that, that never happens. Uh, it's not like they, they can't hire who they need to hire. If the FBI right now said we need 10,000 more agents, they would get it. You know that and I know that. And there would never be a, you know, we may not have money to fix our bridges. We may not have money to fix our, you know, roads. But by golly, we got money to send to Ukraine and we got money to add to the swamp. But you think about Waco. You think about Ruby Ridge. You think about um, Fort, uh, was it uh, in Colleen, Texas? 
uh, Fort Hood. You, you think about, and, and the FBI knew, 9-11, the FBI knew about these people. They knew what they were doing. Uh, and then you add to that, which I think is as egregious, not as sad and as tragic in, in one way, but then you take the whole Russia Gate and you take the whole Alpha Bank thing that was less known, but they were blaming saying Trump was laundering money through a bank and just all kind of garbage. And the FBI is behind every bit of it. And then you think, well, no wonder they couldn't figure out 9-11 because they were off chasing uh, somebody they didn't need to be messing with. And and so then you think, okay, this is not... This is not the game, you know, sometimes I say, well, this is the game that can't shoot straight, but it's not that. It's much more corrupt than that. No, it's not. This is not ineptness. It's, it's like Joe Biden and the economy. This is not ineptness. The, the uh, baby formula can't be, you want to get people upset. You, you want to get people uh, doing things that are inexplicable. You want people doing things that are violent. You start starving their children. Um, oh, oh, and I, I saw this day, and, I, and again, I have to track this down. But, but follow me on this thread. But I'm, I'm, I'm staying with this FBI thing, and I hadn't even got to what I want to get to here. To, but I'm going to get to it. So you hang with me, and drop me an email if you, if you have something there that you maybe another, uh, another one of these colossal FBI failures that that I'm not thinking of. But, um, you know, you think about, uh, the, the intentional, seemingly intentional. Th- this is not ineptitude. This is, you want to get people upset, uh, then you start prosecuting one over 400 days of political prisoners on one hand. And yet, Black Lives Matter burns down cities, and they're not trying to track down every one of them. And then you've got Stroke, and you've got um, McCabe, and they're just, they're slimy, just, you know, uh, you got, um, you know, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, anyway, my mind's uh, drawing a blank here, but just. Corrupt after corrupt, but then I think about Las Vegas, and and I think about uh, Fort Hood, and I think about Waco, and I think about Ruby Ridge, and I think that that was, and I think about nine eleven, and I think that was not just uh, ineptness, and and if it if if some of those, I'm not saying all the all of them were. Was just really, you know, uh, they're having a tickle fight when they should have been monitoring a, a jihadist. Are, are there, you know, um, they're trading love letters or whatever, you know, um, trying on each other's class rings or whatever they were doing uh, in the FBI office and not doing their job when the shooter went into the convention center in Garland, Texas and shot up the place over. Uh, a draw a Muhammad picture. Um, but, but you see Las Vegas was just an all out slaughter 
Waco was a slaughter. Ruby Ridge was a slaughter of people. And you think the level of corruption that that people would die, hundreds of people would die, uh, and why? What what was going on? What 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 is happening? Um, and so so that brings me to today's uh, main topic about the FBI and about the swamp. And and Steve Bannon's right. The the swamp is, it's not the head. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't just the head of the FBI. Uh, it's, it goes much, much deeper. I think it goes all the way through. Are there some good men and women there? Absolutely. But systemically it is rotten to the core. EPA rotten to the core. I've gone through this before with you, but name any agency rotten to the core. F FDC or FDA rotten to the core. Complicit. Oh, I know what I was going to say about the uh, baby formula. I saw something the other day it said that. Um, uh, well, they say it, it's amazing when they're telling you. Uh, because of the vaccine, not to breastfeed. Stay with me here. Not to breastfeed. And then there's a shortage of baby formula. And then there's an announcement from, and, and I, I need to verify this and somebody can verify it. Uh, but they told this to be the truth. Uh, but there is a breakthrough announced by, um, Bill Gates that he's found a new, uh, a, a new way to produce baby formula. So who knows? Who knows? Um, here's what I do know. I do know that there are people, uh, last I heard, now I heard just, uh, before we went on the, before I started the podcast that Yunkin had said they were, uh, they were going to build perimeter, uh, perimeters and, uh, get these people away from the justice's house. Look, if they still have to drive through a mob and they're spitting on their cars and they're throwing stuff and they're screaming uh, taunts and and all, uh, you know, that's not going to – it's still going to be intimidating. But it's certainly better than them parading in front of their house and doing – holding satanic vigils outside of their house and chanting all night for sure. But uh, so we have the FBI – who are there? They've been tracking down like they were uh, hardened criminals. Uh, these all these people from January the sixth, but they don't track down the people from uh, BLM. But then it, we we find out. So no one is digging. The FBI is not digging into because you would think this might be a fairly important question. Is hey hey Mac. There's a thousand people out in front of uh, uh, Justice Alito's house. Why don't we kind of do some surveillance, run a drone over there, do some face, facial recognition, and let's put all these people in our database. Let's see if there's any terrorists. Let's see if there's any known super violent people in that group. You think that might be idea? Uh, uh, you know, a fairly. Uh, Decent idea, Mac. Yeah, I think that may be a decent idea. Well, I would love to help you with that, Fred. Uh, but I got to track down a grandma that was, you know, eating a peanut butter sandwich uh, 40 yards from the 
White House on January the 6th. So I got to go track her down in Toledo, Ohio, or in Longview, Texas, and go knock on her door and intimidate the daylights out of her. So I don't have time to go uh, check out the thousand people hanging around uh, Samuel Alito's house. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. I got some grannies to track down. I got a guy that put his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk that I've got to I've got to track down and and see if that wingtip uh, or that red wing boot is uh, matches the one that was on the desk. That's what we're dealing with. But then there's new news that comes out. I want to I want to lay this on you. Uh, some new news that uh, we got. And uh, it came from the one and only Julie Kelly. Listen, if you don't go to American Greatness and you don't follow Julie Kelly on Twitter and you don't read her stories over at American Greatness, man, you're missing out big time. Uh, in fact, let me see if she links to the story here. Um, but she says that this is Julie Kelly's her tweet. Says the FBI exists solely to harass, investigate, intimidate, and threaten Americans on the right. And folks, that is true. Listen, Julie Kelly is actually a, a real journalist, and there's not there's not a handful of those left. And and when she says that, she's not saying that as some right wing, you know, whatever. When Glenn Greenwald says that, he's not saying that. He's he's not even conservative. Julie Kelly is. But she's absolutely right. The the evidence is overwhelming that the FBI looks the other way when it's people on the left. doesn't matter who's in office either. Have you noticed that? Trump's in office. The FBI still after people on the right. Biden's in office. Uh, even though he stole it, I'm never going to not talk about him being in office and not talk about him stealing it because he did. But what are the FBI doing? They're after people on the right. They're never after people on the left. Now, part of that is because people on the right don't uh, weaponize the FBI to go after their political opponents. You know, when I was in the uh, House of Representatives, I, I saw this happen all the time. If you didn't vote a certain way, if you didn't do something, if 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 something happened, you know, uh, there were re- reprisals, and they would, uh, especially if you had a spouse that worked in state government, that they would get her fired. I can't imagine, you know, when you use power to take somebody's livelihood away because they didn't agree with you or they didn't do what you wanted to do, you have no business having power. When you use, in fact, when you use power to punish somebody, it is, it is a tale that you do not need power. When you use power to help people, when you don't crush somebody that has ever, you have ever reason to crush them and you could crush them and nobody would say a word, but you refuse to, you refuse to use the power that has been given to you through the people to punish people because they are your political, uh, your political adversaries or even colleagues that disagree with you. If you're doing that, you do not deserve power. But the FBI, Julie Kelly's right. The FBI exists solely to harass, investigate, intimidate, and threaten Americans on the right. Agents still to this day are investigating. Listen to this. This was written uh, yesterday 
May the 11th. We're, we're, we're coming up on a year and a half. And to this day, agents are still investigating and arresting people who post, protested Biden's farce, and I'm putting this in here, farce of an election on January the 6th. It is hope, this is back to her quote, it is hopelessly corrupt. Did you hear me? It is hopelessly corrupt. And Garland stonewalling should not be tolerated. And she's talking about the refusal to protect the Supreme Court justices. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I, I believe this. I believe that... Um, it would not surprise me whatsoever if they were to do something really, really fanatical, uh, either to the property or to the persons of these, our families of these Supreme Court justices. And I'm going to tell you something else. I don't think anything happens to them. I really don't. I don't think, I think BLM could go in there and burn down Samuel Leo's house and not a thing would happen to him. They, they burned in other people's houses and nothing happened. And listen, if, if you're getting, and, and they should, they should go to prison for a long time for burning down anybody's house. But you burn down a Supreme Court justice's house, you not only destroy somebody else's property, put them in, in, grave danger you've also you're guilty now of tampering and uh, interfering in judicial process but nothing's going to happen didn't happen they they destroyed cities nothing happened why don't you garnish blm's uh why don't you garnish uh the millions upon millions they have in the bank and, uh, pay re- you want to talk about reparations? Pay reparations to these, uh, business owners that lost their businesses because BLM burned down their businesses. I'm telling you, you start doing that stuff, you stop this stuff. Now, what, what Julie Kelly actually is, Julie Kelly, what she's doing, she is responding when she says what she says here about smoking gun. She is responding to uh, a a congressional. Uh, it was a it was a letter actually to Merrick Garland, and uh, I'm going to read you some of this letter and and what the letter is. The smoking gun is is who now the FBI is after. They're not after BLM. Oh no. Uh, they're not after the uh, the people that are. You see, it's not just uh, protesting in front of the Supreme Court Justice's house. It's intimidation. That's what this is. Oh no, they're they're not. Uh, uh-uh. they're they're not out there. Uh, the FBI taking care of that. Oh no. Uh, uh-uh. no. It's much worse. It's, it's, I mean, they're, they're doing the heavy lifting, folks. I mean, they're really, they're, there's some serious, serious things they're having to, uh, deal with. They, they don't have time to deal with people that are trying to intimidate Supreme Court justice. No, no, they got something much, much, uh, more, uh, something much sen- more sinister that they are in delving in. So we're going to talk about it when we come back. We talk a lot about 
pushing back against the overreach of the federal government, what better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high copays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no copays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says Schedule Call Now. You click on the red button, you book a free consultation with my friend, Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else, Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501 503-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. All right. We're talking about the FBI and, uh, we're talking about the swamp. We're talking about the system, systemic corruption that is in, in the administrative state. Listen, uh, most people will tell you that the Congress and the Senate does not run Washington DC and run this nation, but it is the, uh, it is the bureaucrats. It's the bureaucratic state. Think about 
how much policy is uh, influenced, and not not just influenced, but enacted by agencies. Most of these these uh, regulations that just throttles and just chokes the very life out of industry, like the oil and gas industry, uh, a lot of out of manufacturing, out of the automobile industry. You know, a car costs. You know, a cheap car costs thirty thousand dollars. It's because of the EPA. But that's not laws that have been passed by your representative, uh, your representatives. No, it was laws enacted or edicts coming down from these masters of the swamp. But there is a, a king of the swamp, and it's the FBI. Look no further than Las Vegas and the country music concert where scores of people died. And there, there's no explanation. Ruby Ridge, Waco, uh, Colleen, Texas, and Fort Hood, 9-11. And on and on, you see the Sacramento terrorist that killed people. The Garland, uh, Texas terrorist that killed people. And, and on and on, the subway, just recently, the subway shooter, the, the black supremacist, who was a known black supremacist and, and, and just by the grace of God didn't kill everybody in that subway car. And, and yet the FBI knew about him and he had been following him at one time. And so the corruption is just unbelievable, but there's a, there's a new level of corruption. There's, there's a new level. Uh, so you have people out in front of Supreme Court justices' homes protesting, and and in, not just protesting. I keep saying just protest are protesting. They're not. Pro- they're intimidating. They're there as professional intimidators. I would not be surprised if the majority of those people are on somebody's payroll. And so, what we have here is. Uh, a smoking gun and the smoking gun is, uh, what was discovered. And that is, you know, why the, the, the FBI hadn't had the time to find, uh, terrorists. You know, why they didn't have the time to, to track down the, uh, the subway shooter that just shot up a, a subway car. The, the reason they didn't have time is because now we know uh, they were too busy. And here's what they were busy doing. They were busy following parents who protested at schools. That's right. Here is a letter from, um, I'm seeing who this is from here. Give me just a second. Okay, let me read the letter. Okay, here's the other part. Um, and I think it's maybe just from the just from the House of Representatives. Uh, it's the Judiciary Committee. I believe it's Jim Jordan. 
It says, Dear uh, Attorney General Garland, in a sworn testimony before this committee, you deny that the Department of Justice or the components or its components were using counter counterterrorism statutes and resources to target parents at school board meetings. We now have evidence that, contrary to your testimony, the Federal Bureau of In- Bureau of Investigation has labeled at least a dozen of investigations into parents with a threat tag created by the FBI's counter counterterrorism division to assess and track investigations related to school boards. These cases include investigations into parents upset about mass mandates, state elected officials who publicly voiced opposition to vaccine mandates. These investigations into concerned parents are the direct result of and would not have occurred but for your directive to federal law enforcement to target these categories of people. On October the 4th, 2021, in response to a request from the National School Boards Association that the federal government use counterterrorism tools, including the Patriot Act, to target parents at school board meetings, you issued a memorandum directing the FBI to address these threats. The press release accompanying, the press release accompanying your memorandum highlighted the FBI's National Threat Operations Center to serve as a snitch line for tips about parents at school board meetings. By October the 20th, the FBI had operationalized your directive. In an FBI-wide email, the FBI's counter Terrorism Division and Criminal Division announced the creation of a new threat tagged edu officials and directed all FBI personnel to uh, to apply it to school board related threats. It goes on. We have learned from brave whistleblowers that the FBI had opened investigations with the edu officials threat tag in almost every region of the country and relating to all types of educational settings. The information we have received shows how, as a direct result of your directive, federal law enforcement is using counterterrorism resources to investigate protected First Amendment activity. For example, in one investigation began you began following uh, that began following your directive, the FBI's and they uh, redacted it, uh, but it's a it's one of the regions. Uh, and and the next word is field, so it would be the you know the Little Rock field or the or the Southern field or the Western field or whatever. The FBI's redacted field office interviewed a mom for allegedly telling the local school board, "We are coming for you." The complaint which came in, uh, into the FBI through the National Threat Operations Center snitch line alleged that the mom was a threat because she belonged to a right-wing moms group known as Moms for Liberty. And because she is a gun owner, uh, and because she's a gun owner. When an FBI agent interviewed the mom, she told the agent that she was upset about the school board's mass mandates and that her statement was a warning that her organization would seek to replace the school board with new members through the electoral process. Un
believable. Goes on. The FBI's redacted field office opened an investigation subsequent to your directive into a dad's uh, opposition to mask mandates. The complaint came in through the National Threat Operations Center snitch line and alleged that the dad fit the profile of an insurrectionist because he rails against the government, believes all conspiracy theories, and has a lot of guns and threatens to use them. When an FBI agent interviewed the complainant, the complainant admitted they had no specific information or observation of any crimes or threats, but they contacted the FBI after learning the Justice Department had a website to submit tips to the FBI in regards to any uh, concerning behavior directed towards school boards. Folks, this is unbelievable. In another case, I'm just about done, but this is just too good. Initiated after your directive, the FBI's, again, redacted field office, Open an investigation into Republican state elected officials over allegations from a state Democratic Party official that the Republican incited violence by expressing public displeasure with school districts' vaccine mandates. This complaint also came into the FBI through the National Threat Operations Center snitch line. The whistleblower's information is startling. You have subjected these moms and dads to the opening of an FBI investigation about them. The establishment of an FBI case file that includes their political views and an application of a threat tag to their names as a direct result of their exercise of their fundamental constitutional right to speak and advocate for their children. The information is evidence of how the Biden administration is using federal law enforcement, including counterterrorism resources, to investigate uh, concerned parents for protected First Amendment activity. Although FBI agents ultimately and rightly determined that these cases did not implicate uh, federal cr- criminal statutes, the agents still exerted their limited time and resources investigating these complaints. This valuable law enforcement time and resources could have been expended on real and pressing threats. So you want to know why we don't stop subway shooters in uh, in New York? You want to know why whatever happened, I don't think it was a lone gunman in Las Vegas. I don't know what that was. But it wasn't one guy shooting up uh, uh, that that crowd of people listening to a country concert. But you want to know why the FBI wasn't able to head that off? You don't, and, and on and on why the FBI couldn't because they were too busy chasing down moms that spoke at a school board meeting. Unbelievable! It, it, it's it is literally unbelievable, and that's what. So so listen. The the, the bottom line is this. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and talk about something being a problem and not offer a solution. So we're gonna come back in a minute, uh, and we're gonna close out with a tweet of the day, but before we close out with a tweet of the day, what I wanna do is I wanna come back and I wanna have, 
I want, I want to come. I want, I want to offer some solutions. I tell people all the time. So look, you know, you can bring me any problem you want to bring me, but, but please, when you bring me a problem, bring me a solution with it. Don't just bring me a complaint. And I can sit here every day and just rail and rant and rave about the FBI, FBI and everybody and anybody else. Uh, but I've got to be able to, uh, offer some type of solution. And I, and I think there, I, listen, we, we sent a man to the moon and we brought him home safely. Unless you think that all happened in the bat. I don't know. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines? Neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system, and yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. You're outside central Arkansas, go to their website, TurnMyPowerOn.com and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. Okay, so we said, you know, we, we're talking about the FBI being the king of the swamp, the king of the corruption. Uh, and, and maybe maybe there's more agencies or there's other agencies that are as or more corrupt, but I think the FBI uh, has the uh, – infamous distinction of being the one most uh, visible and uh, and being in the forefront of so many scandals. So how do we fix it? I think one, uh, despite what uh, Bannon said about you can cut off the head and still, uh, you know, it's systemic. I think the first thing you do is you, you start at the top and you get somebody that is, um, you know, and if you're Donald J. Trump when he reassumes office in, in, uh, either through the Speaker of the House's office, and I know that's far fetched, but let me dream, or in an election in 2024, then I think you, the first thing you do, and I don't for the life of me don't know why he's kept Chris Ray. I have no idea. Um, but I think you get somebody that everybody says that, you know, and, and the guy would get me Rudy Giuliani who turned New York around. And I would, I would, I would put Rudy Giuliani over the FBI. And then I would make it clear. I don't want you persecuting people on the left. 
I don't want you persecuting people on the right. I want you, I want you tracking down criminals. And if they're on the left, so be it. If they're on the right, so be it. I want you to track down real criminals. I don't want you tracking people down because of their religious or because of their, um, because of their political beliefs. If they have committed a crime, and and then I would narrowly define what those crimes are. These are the crimes that we are going to focus on. And I know that the FBI does have a narrow focus, supposedly, but here they are chasing down uh, school board members. So they they need a new head. He needs to totally dismantle everybody uh, several layers deep and then totally retrain and say, listen, we are going to protect this country. And uh, if you break the law, if you burn down a city, you're going to jail. You're going to prison. We're, we're going to at least put you in jail. Uh, you can bail out, and then you're going to face trial. And I think that's that's how you fix it. You you you've got to you've got to do radical. Listen, you cannot fix something that is this broken with with you know you can't paint the kitchen while the house is on fire you've got to you got to tear out and rebuild all right let's move on to uh last thing that I want to hit with uh, hit you up about and that is there is a fascinating uh item or issue uh that I believe is the winner for republican primaries now, all things have to be the same. You can't have somebody that's got a gazillion dollars, somebody's got a dollar, and you can have the best candidate, and you can have the best message, but if nobody knows it. But if everything being equal, or, or it didn't have to be equal, and this is something we've learned. If you're conservative, you don't have to have as much money as the rhino. You just have to have enough money for people to know, get your message out. But here is the winning, and we've seen this in several different races, and and most people because it is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It is, it is uh, taboo. It is taboo to do this when you are not in office, and that is to pledge to get rid of the leader of the particular body that you're entering for instance if you're running for congress you don't say hey elect me and uh i'll make sure kevin mccarthy's not the speaker of the house because if you fail you know the old saying goes if you shoot the king you better hit him uh and, and then if you're running for the senate you don't say hey part of my agenda is america first uh and the next thing is get rid of mitch mcconnell because if you do that uh you you better you better hit it you better make it happen uh but that's exactly what needs to happen and republican voters knows that's exactly what needs to happen because nothing will change if that doesn't happen so but isn't that exactly what they want they want you to not uh be willing to say that so if you're not willing to say it then you can't get traction if you say it, then a certain group of people say, man, I can't give you money. You said we're going to replace Mitch McConnell. He, he's done a lot of good. He's done a whole lot more harm. But it's the, it's the winning ticket. We're seeing that in several races right now where 
guys are making that pledge. It, it, listen, it takes a lot of moxie to do it, but it's a winning message. And you know why it's a winning message? Because Republican primary voters knows exactly what it takes to turn this ship around. And it's going to take new leadership. Kevin McCarthy has to go. Mitch McConnell has to go. Ronald McDaniel has to go. We're going to uh, come right back for our tweet of the day. How about it? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show tweet of the day. All right, this is my probably favorite part of the show, and uh, that is our tweet of the day, brought to you by Red River Your Way. That's that big car dealership. Now, some of you may not know that Red River Your Way uh, w- was actually our first advertiser when Doc was fired from Cumulus Media, and uh, Mitch Ward, the owner of this chain of dealerships and Red River Your Way, which is a car dealership network of all his net of all of his car dealerships and uh, what you can do you can go online go to redriveryourway.com you can pick out the car you want you can arrange your financing right there and then once you do that you arrange for delivery and red river your way will bring that car right to your doorstep and so we'll encourage you to do that but a lot of you may not know and i've, I've told the story a few times but i just think it's so phenomenal i was in the meeting i got to sit down with uh, Mitch Ward and his team, and they called Doc when he was fired. And, you know, we're trying to get this together, and we've got our investors, and we're trying to pull everything together, and we're hoping, you know, we may can get an advertiser or two to just help us, you know, uh, with the investment that we made to get this off of the ground. And we get a call from Mitch Ward said, hey, can you come out here? I want to talk to you. He says, I want to advertise with you. I pulled all my advertising from Cumulus, and uh, I'm going to uh, – I'm going with you and I want to be a part of what you're doing. And I'm telling you, you don't forget that. You know, um, Martin Luther King Jr. said one time, he said, when it's all over, he said, you remember the silence. Uh, he said, more than remembering the wounds of your enemies, you'll remember the silence of your friends. And man, it's wonderful to have people like Mitch Ward, uh, and all of our advertisers that do such a wonderful job. And we're just so very, very, Thankful for each one of them. Uh, here's a uh, tweet uh, from uh, Thomas Sowell, and it says, Only in Congress do people adjust to economic adversity by growing deficits, by spending more money. Man, that could – let me read that again. Only in Congress do people adjust to economic adversity and growing deficits by spending more money. No one in the world does that in their own home. But they sure do it here. Uh, let me give you one more uh, here on uh, on our. It says, remember when Trump implored people to peacefully and patriotically make their voices heard, and he was impeached, and Lori Lightfoot called for armed revolution, and there's crickets. What I've been telling you about is a two-tier justice system. That's I believe that's another part of their plan to try to get us at each other's throat. Uh, the baby formula. Uh, the gas. Uh, did you hear today that, uh, or yesterday that, uh, Joe Biden, uh, eliminated or stopped drilling in, uh, the Gulf of Mexico and in Alaska? And so it's all intentional, folks. Uh, he's continuing what Obama started to try 
his best to destroy his company, this country. Barack Obama did his dead level best to destroy this country and it was so resilient he couldn't destroy it. And the, the, the whoever's pulling the strings, cause we know good and well that Joe B- Biden is not cognizant enough to be doing this stuff. So whoever is pulling his strings is continuing that work. And I, I would not doubt for one moment that people pulling the strings uh, are the same people that were doing the work uh, bef- uh, before Donald Trump took office. And that's none other than Barack Obama and his minions. Uh, but you know what? We're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep working. Uh, we're going to work in this primary. Uh, early voting, at least here in Arkansas, started on May the 9th. It goes through May 23rd. And then voting day is May 24th. About 50% of the people will vote in early voting. So get out there and vote and uh, make your voice heard. Give some money. You can go to elect.washburn.com. Drop in a few bucks. You can go to dotwashburnshow.com and become a patron. Uh, you can go to... Um, uh, uh, <coughs> excuse me, had a, uh, a little frog in my throat there. Uh, you can go to um, uh, Emerson for Arkansas, and uh, you can uh, take adv- uh, help Bruce Emerson. Uh, also, you can go uh, to uh, Greg, and uh, man, I am I'm suffering here. I'm a uh, Greg Bland, I'm sorry. Uh, it's Greg Bland for, uh, uh, Greg Bland for Arkansas. Let me, let me look at it and make sure. Uh, but go, go there and give a few bucks to these people. Say, man, what can we do? Uh, we can, we can do what we can and then God will do what we can't. Uh, but, but we've got to do what we can. And then if we'll do what we can, uh, so it's gregbland.net, gregbland.net. Go there and give Greg a few bucks. He's run against the House Majority Leader here in the state of Arkansas because he's voted for every tax, uh, voted to uh, suspend uh, an abortion bill, uh, and started out as a, as a great conservative, the Majority Leader did, and uh, and and really went down from there and so Greg's running a great race, knocking doors, working hard. Bruce is Emerson is knocking doors, working hard. So go support those men. Support Doc Washburn. I uh, hope you have a wonderful Thursday. Uh, make it through Thursday, then you're looking at a weekend, so you're gonna make it. And uh, we're gonna make it. You keep your head up, uh keep 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 pushing, keep striving. Uh the scripture tells us be not weary and well doing for in due season. You will Reap if you don't quit.